Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World for our second hour. I'm Rudy Maxa. This hour, we're going to talk with four travelers of very, very different stripes. In a few minutes, I'm going to talk with uh, someone just back from last week's Burning Man event. It's the annual freeform art event that started 25 years ago and has turned into a 50,000-person, 24-7 festival in the Nevada desert. Then about six weeks ago, Jager, uh, Jaeger Ma won a contest that allowed him to spend 80 days and 80 nights in the Vancouver airport sniffing out stories. We talked with him before he began that marathon. I promised we'd check in with him periodically. Today, we'll find out if he's had quite enough. And we'll speak separately with two young men who each found a unique way to go down the Mississippi River. One decided to traverse the length of the river via, get this, stand-up paddling. You know, where you stand on the board and you paddle all the way down the Mississippi? Uh, his name is Alex Linnell. He began his journey in Minnesota, where the Mississippi River begins, and it ended 2,400 miles later in the Gulf of Mexico. He became the first person to stand up paddle the Big Muddy. Then Benji Meyer and some friends came up with an idea of skateboarding. About the same time, actually, they came up with the idea of skateboarding down the Mississippi from St. Paul, Minnesota to New Orleans. We're going to find them this weekend in Davenport, Iowa, and we'll learn how exactly one skateboards down a river. Throw in a couple of deals of the week. You've got a second hour of America's most widely syndicated radio travel show, Nice to have you with us this weekend. Hope you'll stick around. Well, it's getting darker earlier these days. It's a sure sign that summer is winding down before the first weekend. Uh, but for the first weekend in several, there's no serious weather threatening American towns and villages. The Susquehanna River is causing havoc for many uh, residents on the East Coast, particularly in the Philadelphia area. Another sure sign of summer's end is the end of the state fair season in many places across the land. Last week, I dropped in by phone, or last week, we dropped in by phone to the Minnesota State Fair to mark Labor Day weekend. I mentioned the competition by food vendors there to present all kinds of dried, uh, dried, deep fried foods, even entire meals on a stick. But this week, a listener wrote me after returning from the Iowa State Fair, where apparently someone's pushed the envelope to the max. Here it is. It's an entire stick of butter, an eighth of a pound of butter covered in cinnamon and honey and then deep fried. Think about that for a moment before you call your cardiologist. As a footnote, fried butter first appeared at the Texas State Fair in 09, I found out, according to my research on the Internet anyway. Iowa State Fair, however, brings us the first entire stick of butter on a stick. As I broadcast you live on uh, this Saturday morning East Coast time, police and others are on alert for a possible attack by Al-Qaeda operatives on, uh, Al operatives, excuse me, on U.S. soil to coincide, obviously, with this weekend's marking of the 10th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. On Friday night, the AP reported at least two men suspected of being involved might be U.S. citizens or be traveling with U.S. documents. Um, as I said, I'm broadcasting this show live on Saturday morning before noon Eastern time, and many of our stations time shift our broadcast to later on Saturday or Sunday. If you're hearing this show and it's Sunday evening and all is quiet, well, thank goodness. Uh, early Saturday morning Egypt time, 
Protesters in Cairo broke into the Israeli embassy by scaling the walls of a high-rise building and tossed out thousands of documents uh, from windows. The crowd burned at least two police cars, tore down parts of a wall uh, built just this week by Egyptian authorities to protect the embassy building. The riot was apparently an apparent response to the killing of five Egyptian security personnel by Israeli soldiers on the Sinai border. Israel says its forces were pursuing gunmen who had slipped across that border and killed eight Israelis. This is another blow to Egyptian tourism that's fallen dramatically since the first of this year. It didn't help also that on Thursday of this week, Egypt announced it would now require visas for all travelers prior to arriving in the country. For the last 10 years, Americans and citizens of other Western countries have been able to enjoy unrestricted entry to Egypt. Two Egyptian tourism authorities warned that the new visa requirement would further stifle tourism, which is so vital to the Egyptian economy. Uh, footnote, travelers traveling in groups will be exempt from the new visa regulations, however. Well... It ended this week. 50,000 people streamed out of the Black Rock Desert in Nevada as the 25th annual Burning Man Festival came to a close. Kevin McNeely is the head of the Sonoma, California's Film Festival. He lives in Sonoma, uh, the town of Sonoma in uh, Northern California. And he just came back from his first trip there as what they call a burner. And I wanted to get his take on the festival. He's a first-time burner. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hi, Rudy. Uh, I'm honored to be with the great Rudy Maxa. Well, I wouldn't go overboard there unless you've been, uh, uh, unless the desert heat got to you. All right, you yeah. just been home. You've just been home for a couple of days, Kevin. I oh, know it's, it's always... It's unusual, Rudy. You know, when you're 58 years old and, and you're married and you have a 10-year-old daughter and you're referred to as a virgin, which is what all people are, uh, when they go to the, um, to the Black Rock City for the first time, and upon being greeted by someone, you're made to roll on the alkaline desert floor. And at that point, you are no longer a burner virgin. Well, I'll be darned. Well, I know it was hot and dusty, and there you are rolling in that hot heat and dust. Was it worth the trip, Kevin? Oh, God, Rudy, it, it's, it's a spectacle to have 50,000 people that are assembled for a, a week and are given GPS coordinates as to, far as to where their camp site is and to have that entire group interact in, in a rather um, spirited, peaceful, artful way is, is absolutely an amazing experience. And, and I'm sure everyone's heard of Burning Man and everyone has their different impressions of it, um, but it is certainly not anticlimactic when you get there. And the atmosphere, um, and it's 24-7, Rudy. There's something going on all the time. And you, when we talked, when I asked you to come on the show, when I, we talked earlier this week, you mentioned that there was a, a something that happened every day at sunrise. What was that? Oh, it's it's amazing. There there are these art cars, and they crisscross the playa, and the playa is probably oh fifty square miles in in dimension, and on either side are are a mountain range, and 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 you will find in the middle of the playa, um, uh, all of a sudden you'll be on your bike, which is the preferred way to get around, and at sunrise, all of a sudden it goes from dark and the sun starts coming up and it is an orange ball of fire and it reflects off the playa floor and the orange glow is absolutely magnificent and you'll be in the middle of a playa and there will be a stage set up with the most incredible DJs from around the world and there will be 3,000 people dancing and celebrating the fact that the sun has just come up. 
Unbelievable. We only got about 30 seconds left, Kevin. We could keep you going forever, but what was your takeaway from this in 30 seconds? Oh, I think, you know what, it's something that um, everyone should be inspired to do. The art installations that are on the playa are absolutely magnificent. It's very impressive that this playa is absolutely a blank desert floor. All of a sudden, 50,000 people come. There are at least 200 art installations, and 50,000 people have a magnificent time. And then all of a sudden, after a week, um, everything goes away, and this playa floor is... is, is comes back to exactly the way it was before anyone stepped foot. Kevin McNeely of Sonoma, California, thanks for sharing your uh, memories with us. Have a lovely weekend. We love you, Rudy. Take care. We'll be right back up uh, with our next guest in just a few minutes. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Guys, discomfort and chafing from wetness-related friction can hit any time. Get relief and prevent it, too, with Gold Bond Medicated Foot Powder for your feet and body powder for your, you know, whether you're working out or just holding down the couch, you're a guy. And unlike baby powders, Gold Bond's got the medicated formulas to fight itch, odor, and wetness. Plus, it's got that cooling kick that lets you know it's working wherever. Keep it cool with Gold Bond Medicated Foot and Body Powders. It's a guy thing. Use as directed. So what are you driving now? A Ford? A Honda? A Toyota? A few hours from now, it could be a car with OnStar. Introducing OnStar FMV, the new way to add OnStar to just about any car. All you have to do is head to your local Best Buy to see all it can do. Then Best Buy can install it for you. And suddenly, you're driving around in a car with the powerful protection of OnStar. Visit OnStar.com for availability, limitations, subscription details, and stores near you. <laughs> On average, a smoker will die 15 to 20 years earlier than a non-smoker. Quit risking your life. Quit spending all your hard-earned money. Quit worrying about dirty looks. Take your freedom back and switch to American Blue Tip, the hassle-free electronic cigarette that looks, feels, and tastes just like the real thing. It's not real smoke, just water vapor. Crazy. I can finally relax without sucking in all those chemicals and tar. No secondhand smoke. Quit thinking about it. Make the switch to American Blue Tip right now. It's everything you love about smoking without the tar, tobacco, and carcinogens. You won't even miss cigarettes. Call now. Now for your risk-free trial of American Blue Tip, call 1-800-604-3206. That's 1-800-604-3206. Quit stalling and switch right now. Call 1-800-604-3206. That's 1-800-604-3206. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World, uh, the country's most widely syndicated radio travel show. Nice to have you here with us. It is uh, about 18 minutes after the hour. And you may recall um, several weeks ago, well, more than several weeks ago, we talked with uh, <clears throat> Jaeger Ma up in Vancouver in uh, British Columbia, 
in Canada. He had won a contest to spend 80 days and 80 nights at the Vancouver airport. A videographer, he's going to, he was going to and uh, has been uh, finding stories in the airport. Uh, he's spending, he spends each night in the airport hotel. And we promised when we first interviewed him, he was about to set off to do this, we promised we'd check in with him and see how it's going. Delighted to have him back on the air. Jaeger, well, are you, are you, have you had enough airport yet? No, I haven't. I'm oh, my no goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're, you haven't, really? No, I'm having a blast here. This is like I'm just getting started. Now, can we, are you posting things on YouTube or anywhere where we can see some of your stories? Yeah, I encourage everyone to check out my blog. It's www.live at YVR. So it's live, L-I-V-E, at A-T-Y-V-R, Y-V-R, dot Okay, I'm, <laughs> yeah. at the end. Before this interview is over, I'm going to ask you to give that again for folks who might not have been able to write it down. Um, okay. Yeah, and also you have a Facebook page, Live at YVR, too. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, Facebook slash Live at YVR. Oh, that is I the think. place. Okay. That's the place to be, yeah. All right, so you've been sleeping every night in the airport hotel. Have you left the airport premises for anything in the last, what, six weeks or so? Uh, no, not really. Um, Vancouver Airport is, a, I guess, unique to some degree. It's on a small island in, right in the middle of kind of like the Vancouver area. So there is a little bit of a premise around the airport that I can walk around on. And it's uh, it's bordered by beaches and stuff like that. So not like pub, not like popular beaches. They're kind of like, you know, kind of like wilderness style beaches. So I've been But you haven't crossed there. the bridge into, into the town. No, you can't cross the bridge. The moment I cross the bridge, I'm disqualified. Okay. And yeah. are you... You, and are are you walking around all hours of the day and night looking for stories? Oh yeah, like I mean, right now, I, I, last night I was up. I, I got was my earliest night. I went to bed out of the whole time I've been here for the last twenty two days I've, or twenty five days I've been here. I went to bed at twelve thirty. I was the earliest I've ever gone to sleep here. Why? Yeah. What's going on after twelve thirty in the airport that you found fascinating? Well, a lot of the a lot of the big. Um, airlines fly out at like 12 or 2 in the morning like you know we have like i think three or four different flights to china at after after one o'clock and we have our big new york flights that fly before 12 just before 12 the red eye flights yeah so those are the flights like that are, that are really fun to to chat with because <laughs> everybody's so tired <laughs> yeah and like yes it's just you, you meet the funniest people too and a lot of the people here in vancouver know what i'm doing i've been in the papers and all over the place so right when they find out that i'm the guy that's staying here for 80 days they always call me mr 80 or the 80 day guy they're yeah. like oh yeah we heard about you read about you and then the stories just come out right after that what are a couple of the most interesting folks or interesting stories you've tripped across well, there's a couple from the UK. Uh, they're a young couple, and they wanted to. They basically sold all their assets. They sold their house. They sold their business. They basically claimed about a hundred thousand dollars, and they said, "We're going to take the next year and a half, and we're just going to travel around the world and get married wherever we feel the most love, like wherever we like fall in love <laughs> with a place. We'll get married there." Yeah, it was so cool. And so they 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 started following my blog, and then about a couple weeks later, they said they emailed me and said, "Hey, Jager, would you like to be the minister at our wedding?" And I'm like, "Well, I can't be the minister. I don't even have like a certificate." Certi or anything, and they said, no, we, we just want to do it for fun in the airport. So I talked with the airport people, and sure enough, we organized a, an, an airport wedding for them, and I was the minister. I was the one that kind of gave the prayers and, you know, uh, you know delivered the, the, the speech kind of thing, right? Said so that the vows organized. So are they, are they at the hands of the right Reverend Ma? Are they now officially yeah. married? Yeah, they are. I, I pronounced them man and wife. It was awesome. And we, had, we, we rounded up about 150 people, and then I organized people groom side or bride side, and all these people were from all different cultures. Some of them couldn't even speak English, and uh, we just got them, like, cheering 
wedding for the bride or the groom because you know every kind of wedding is, is somewhat you know similar in all wherever you go around the world. So what was yeah, served was, at this wedding? Yeah, what was that? What was served at this wedding? Oh, there was a delicious platter of. Uh, nothing really, actually. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are food outlets there. I thought somebody might run yeah. over a couple pizzas or something. Well, yeah, actually, that's a good point, Rudy. I should have been on top of my game there. Uh, we had um, we was right right by the food court, so I could have organized something a bit more if we had more time. But this was all done within like less than twenty four hours. The organization and, of this wedding. And then did they so, take off on a plane somewhere? Yeah, we went out for a quick drink. We I bought them a shot each, and then uh, they took off on a flight to Hawaii right after that. Perfect. Now, there's a barber yeah. there that's been cutting hair for 43 years, and according to your blog, yeah. it's, it's like a 20-step process. It wouldn't be for my yeah. head, I could tell you, but how do, how do you do a 20-step haircut? Have you ever gone for a clean shave, like one of those like traditional clean shaves? I have. I have in Italy and yeah. old little towns, yeah, but yeah, 20 well, steps. Italy. Yeah, but this guy, this 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 gentleman here, he's been cutting hair since he was eight years old. And he goes, Jega, I show you my picture. You come next Saturday. So I go oh. next Saturday, and he, he brings this photo of him from eight from when he was eight years old, dressed up in his little barber outfit, standing on a chair about to cut someone's hair. And it so was he like, is of Italian I, descent. Yeah, yeah. And he says, back in the day, we all had a trade. And at the eight years old, I learned my trade. And uh, he's just awesome, like such an awesome and interesting guy. He's 73 now. He cuts hair twice a day, and he delivers this, uh, you know, this nice warm towel um, step process. He, like, always has your face covered in some sort of, like, pore-opening towel that just, like, steams your face. Then he rubs lotions on your face and shaves with a nice flat-edge razor. And it's just, it took... Jager, I'm sorry. How long did the haircut take? I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Uh, Oh, yeah, no worries. It took about 45 to an hour, basically. You said he does two haircuts a day. Did you mean two? he works two days a week, or he only does oh, two, two haircuts a day? Yeah. Sorry, no, he works two days a week. He works two days a week. Okay, but yeah. but at 45 minutes per haircut, uh, you know, maybe he can do eight a day, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's an average price is around 40 to 50 to $75 a haircut. So, or, oh, sorry, he is. Whole process, yeah. Ah, and what's yeah, his name? His name's Franco. So Franco the barber at the Vancouver airport, don't miss him, huh? Yeah, no, if you're flying to Vancouver airport and you want that extra treatment, you go see Franco. He's been doing it for, yeah, here for 43 years. He's 73 years old and started it when he was eight years old. Is there so, one yeah, thing you've learned about the, I don't know, the technology yeah. or the backroom right. operations of an airport that surprised you? Well, I guess I guess you could say the technology. I mean, I did a runway check, so I jumped in a vehicle and I started cruising down the runway at like you know 80 kilometers an hour, looking for foreign debris. And I really started thinking, wow, this is a pretty cool process, but there's only humans that are doing it. And so I started asking more questions, like, do you have a radar? And uh, yeah, sure enough, they have this amazing radar system here at Vancouver Airport that actually scans. It's like a sonar device. It scans the whole runway and like all the surrounding area, the whole airfield for foreign object debris. So whether it's like a, a belt or a wrench or a little tiny nut, that radar system is picking it up. And uh, Vancouver was the very first uh, airport in the world to adopt this technology. Wow, that, that brings to really cool. It brings to mind that that horrific uh, crash of the Concorde as it was taking off, allegedly because of some piece of metal from a previous plane that had been on the runway. Uh, yeah, I know. That punctured its exactly, fuel tanks. So. Yeah, and you're right, Rudy. That's exactly why. That's exactly what made them, you know, basically initiate this process. Was that was that uh, incident right there? So. 
Vancouver's really, really ahead of their game in terms of um, technology, and I'm learning all about it every day. And that one, that one right there, that piece of uh, machinery there, it's called the Tarsier system. Uh, that was the coolest piece, and I got to stand right beside it and actually even look at it uh, from the operational standpoint, up in the towers and how it can zone in on one little item, the small as a nut from a, like, a thousand feet away. Cool. How many uh, days yeah. do you have left there? I have uh, 50, uh, 52 or 53 more days left. So you've been there about a month. Are you? Um, are you yeah. think you're going to have airport withdrawal when you leave? I think so. I, I, there's 24,000 people that work here at the YVR community, and out of those 24,000, I think I know half of them already. It's great. Like I'm shaking hands and saying hi and giving hugs and like just having such a good time. Totally embraced by a community, and it's like it feels kind of like high school again. Like you know, back in the day when. Well, I come from a small town anyways, and everybody knows everybody in the high school, and everybody's out there to have a good time, and that's exactly what it feels like here. Everyone's just really positive, a lot of energy, and it's just a really good community. Uh, maybe you ought to build an apartment on top of one of the, the, uh, the terminals or, or buy a permanent uh, a bedroom in one of the airline VIP clubs. Listen, do you pronounce your name with the J? you pronounce the J in your name, Jager? Yeah, Jager, yeah. It's a German-Norwegian. I see. Well, that, that Jägermeister is a spoiler for everybody. You have to explain it to everybody. Uh, Jäger Ma is out there at Vancouver Airport. He's got about another, wow, another 50 days to go of his 80 days. Well, we're going to check in with you, you know, right there toward the end, I think, Jäger, and, uh, and and see if you've, see if you're given up yet. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to chat with you guys. It's always a pleasure, Rudy. I check out your webpage all the time, so it's, uh, it's good, to, good to finally chat with you again, and yeah. Thanks. Meanwhile, if you want to see uh, uh, what, what Jager's up to every day during his 80 days there, go to Facebook and look for? Uh, you go to Facebook, www.facebook slash live at YVR, or you can just go to my blog, which is www.live, L-I-V-E, at A-T-Y-V-R.ca. YVR, of course, is the three-letter uh, designation for the Vancouver Airport. Thanks, Jager. We'll talk to you again down the road. Thanks, Rudy. Look forward. Bye. Or in his case, down the runway. Hey, stick around. We're going to go down the Mississippi two different ways, two strange ways. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also okay, email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. As a home plate ump, my eyesight is my paycheck. Strike one! Strike that thing was chin high! But the price of monthly contact lenses was eating me up. Strike two! Come on, it bounced to the plate! So to save some money, I'm just using these glasses I found. Cha-ching! Strike three! He hasn't even pitched the ball yet. There's an easier way to save. Get online. Go to Geico.com. Get a quote. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. 
Here's Rudy Maxa. 33 minutes after the hour on this sort of beginning to wane summer weekend, just a week, uh, just a week after Labor Day. Well, you know that 19th century novel by Mark Twain uh, uh, called The Adventures. Well, it's just called Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. The author's fictional hero named Huck Finn faked his own death to escape a backwoods life with his father in order to sail down the Mississippi River on a raft. Well, in the case of Today's 30-year-old Benji Meyer, you might say it began with a career shooting videos of skateboarders, which led him to this idea. Why not build a skateboarding park on the deck of a barge and float down the Mississippi River? Yeah, hey, why not? And why not stop at a few big cities along the way, allow contestants to show off their stuff, and then in New Orleans in early October, name a winner. Sound far-fetched? Well... We join Benji Meyer this moment. He's uh, spending the weekend on his barge, or on a barge, in Davenport, Iowa. His second stop in a 1,600-mile sail with stops in St. Paul, Minnesota, which is where I saw him here last weekend in person. He's now in the quad cities of Iowa, en route later to St. Louis, and finally winding up in New Orleans in early October. Well, Benji, uh, do I have it right? You, you, you were making your living shooting videos of skateboarders. And then what happened? Where, where did the barge idea come up from? Well, it started from a, um, uh, a a project prior to the uh, Red Bull Mississippi grind. Um, we had a um, floating pontoon raft on the Mississippi in the Twin Cities area in Minnesota, and they kind of, you know, the idea just kind of went from there. We were just kind of hanging out after the shoot, and someone said, you know, what's next? And jokingly, you know, I was just kind of, we're all joking around. We're like, we should put a skate park on a barge. And <laughs> Go down the Mississippi, you know, like skateboarding is, you know, people go on road trips and, you know, and uh, what a better way to do a road trip than on a barge all the way down the Mississippi and ending up in New Orleans. So, See, Benji, I could joke around for an hour or maybe four weeks and never come up with that idea, but uh, I like it. So so did you, how did you, I mean, you had to get a lot of money for this, obviously. Uh, the barge is, is sponsored by Red Bull and somebody else, isn't it? Uh, Converse, uh, Converse shoes. Converse okay. Shoes. So, who, who? I mean, this is a logistical. This is a big logistical thing. I mean, when you were here in St. Paul, Minnesota last weekend, I came down to see you on the waterfront. I mean, there, you know, there are lavatories for people who are coming to watch or to skateboard. I mean, there are police. There are, uh, you know, you know, there's signage everywhere. You've got to have a couple barges accompanying you to lift up the deck to get the stuff. I mean, it, it, this is no small matter. It's not just a couple guys getting together renting a barge. Oh yeah, I mean this is this is pretty much Red Bull's big flagship flagship uh, project, I guess, for the year. I mean this is yeah, this is a gigantic project, and it's it's uh, it's an ex surreal experience. You know, last you know a couple of days ago we're floating down the Mississippi. You know, there's like southern Minnesota bluffs everywhere, and I mean it's like unreal. It's just gorgeous weather and just like man how did this whole thing pulled off and i mean it's pretty much i had the idea you know pitched it to red bull they loved it and man there's probably like five or six companies that made this thing possible so it's and now i have it let me describe everybody. to our listeners this barge is a roller skating park i mean there are i, I don't know what the terms are how would you describe it uh Skate, Benji? Sk skateboarding skateboarding what did i say so i mean uh, roller skating. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> skateboarding. I'm yeah. terribly sorry. Yeah. So what, what it is, is it's a, you know, uh, your traditional barge kind of flat. And it's a, you know, if you'd go to any city where there's an outdoor skate park, it's basically 
an outdoor skate park put onto a barge. So we're floating down the barge, and it, it feels like you're skating, you know, you're skateboarding on land, but, you know, everything is moving. <laughs> so it's, it's it's nuts. So. so you have the ramps and all the fancy stuff. Is there somewhere where a listener can go see uh, what this 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 Red Bull skateboard, what's it called, Mississippi Grind barge can look like or does look like? I would just, yeah, just type in Google uh, Red Bull Mississippi Grind or if you're on Facebook, uh, Red Bull Mississippi Grind. And uh, you should definitely, uh, you know, you'll have tons of awesome photos. We we shot, um, the other day we shot some uh, helicopter views of the entire barge going down the Mississippi. That stuff looks you know, incredible um, video of that. There's there's tons of media online, and you know, should be uh, pretty awesome. To, to see. Well, what um, what is the, the eventual goal of this? To to find a couple of the best skateboarders along the Mississippi River in New Orleans uh, toward the end of toward the beginning of October? Yeah, just uh, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of like just the concept of of doing a, a road trip down the Mississippi and hitting all the different cities. Like you know, we're in. Davenport right now we're going to be we're going to be hitting up uh St. Louis and continuing down to New Orleans and uh uh along the way we're doing competitions and then whoever wins in each of the cities they go on to New Orleans and in New Orleans that's the uh you know the guy who wins the the, whole, the entire the entire championship walks away $3000 so Nice, nice. Well, listen, I'm looking right now at the Facebook uh, site. Terrific. Just go to Facebook and type in uh, Red Bull Mississippi Grind, and you'll see some great video of what's going on in this barge. You won't believe it. Well, Benji, uh, uh, yeah, did I say Facebook? I meant YouTube as well. YouTube. Just type in Red Bull oh, Mississippi awesome. Grind. Hey, Benji, have a great trip on down to New Orleans. Awesome. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you. Take care. Awesome. Spoken like a real skateboarder. When we come back, talk to a guy who did stand-up paddling down the Mississippi. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Heritage for the blind reminds you to be kind. There's something you can do for those who depend on you. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS today. Heritage for the Blind is an IRS-recognized charity, and your donation is tax-deductible. Whether your car runs or not, we'll tow it away for free. And as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day hotel voucher to one of many exciting locations. So be a star. Donate your car. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS or call 1-800-555-6689. And remember, you can prevent blindness by getting your eyes checked annually. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS today. Motorcyclists often seem rather intimidating. Rough and tumble. Real bad mamma jammers. Little do folks know they can actually be quite sensible. Especially if they ensure their motorcycle with Geico along with their car. Geico's multi-policy discount could save them quite a bit of money. Did I just say bad mamma jammers? Do you ever say something and think, I wish I'd never said that? This is one of them times. Call Geico or visit geico.com today to see how much our multi-policy discount could save you. 
How awesome is it that Sam Adams Oktoberfest won a gold medal for best Oktoberfest beer in Germany? Sam Adams Oktoberfest is everything an Oktoberfest should be. Full-bodied, amber color, and a clean, smooth finish. We brew Oktoberfest with five varieties of malted barley to give it a deep amber hue and a big, rich flavor. Ah, delicious. We only brew it two months a year, so grab a Sam Adams Oktoberfest today before it's too late. Boston Beer Company, Boston, Mass. So what are you driving now? A Ford? A Honda? A Toyota? A few hours from now, it could be a car with OnStar. Introducing OnStar FMV, the new way to add OnStar to just about any car. All you have to do is head to your local Best Buy to see all it can do. Then Best Buy can install it for you. And suddenly, you're driving around in a car with the powerful protection of OnStar. Visit OnStar.com for availability, limitations, subscription details, and stores near you. How awesome is it that Sam Adams Oktoberfest won a gold medal for best Oktoberfest beer in Germany? Sam Adams Oktoberfest is everything an Oktoberfest should be. Full-bodied, amber color, and a clean, smooth finish. We brew Oktoberfest with five varieties of malted barley to give it a deep amber hue and a big, rich flavor. Ah, delicious. We only brew it two months a year, so grab a Sam Adams Oktoberfest today before it's too late. Boston Beer Company, Boston, Mass. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under Radio Sponsors for more info. All travel all the time here in Rudy Max's world. Well, you heard uh, our previous guest, Huck Finn, did it by raft. Benji Meyer, with whom we just spoke, did it, is doing it right now by Riverboat Barge Skate Park. 21-year-old Alex Linnell of Minnesota, though, I think is doing it or just did it the most difficult way. He went down the entire Mississippi River as a stand-up paddler. He hoped to do it in 69 days. It took him 80. But before we get into that, let's find out uh, what possessed Alex Linnell to dodge barges and pleasure boats and paddle 2,300 miles down the entire length of the Mississippi River. Welcome to the show, Alex. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> fine. How's it, how's it going for you, Alex? You're the guy who went down the Mississippi. I'm fine. That's good. Um, yeah, that, I, I want to clarify uh, one thing quick. It was uh, 70 days total. 70 days total. Okay, we've corrected yep. the record. So what is, for, for listeners who might not live by the water, what is stand-up paddling? Uh, stand-up paddling, for the most basic, uh, it's, pro it's best described as a large surfboard, basically, or that's kind of how it originated with the longboard surfboards, and people began paddling standing up on them. And then now they've developed all the new boards, uh, specifically for stand-up paddling. So you're standing facing the nose and paddle side to side. Is this difficult to do? Uh, it's not as difficult as uh, a lot of people assume. There's all a range of um, little kids to grandparents. My grandma actually just got out on my board this weekend. Your grandmother. Okay. Now, all right. What what possessed you? I got to ask you. Uh, why? What possessed you to paddle down the entire Mississippi for seventy days? Uh, a few different things. I kind of grown up uh, in the outdoors and paddling and stuff, and so this kind of played into it. And um, there are three major reasons. I mean, I kind of wanted to promote the sport itself, and 
also take the opportunity to be able to raise money for the uh, disaster victims and the American Red Cross, and then just kind of a, a life adventure for myself. Was it physical, physically strenuous? I have to think it was. Oh, absolutely. Between, between that and the, the mental strain, I mean, it was difficult, but uh, kind of took it day by day, or, uh, stroke by stroke. On average, let's not talk about bad days when weather or whatever interfered. On on average, how many days were you standing up on that, excuse me, how many hours in a day were you standing up on that paddleboard? And then where did you spend the evenings? Uh, it was right around eight hours a day I'd be on the board. I mean, it could be longer, shorter, depending, obviously. And um, we uh, slept on the, uh, the original from the first 500 miles from Lake Itasca, Minnesota, down to the Twin Cities. I paddled on my own and actually slept in a tent every night. And then from then on, from the Twin Cities all the way to the Gulf, I actually stayed on the front of a pontoon boat that had a tent on it. So That accompanied you. Yeah, the, 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 the pontoon boat accompanied you from the Twin Cities down to uh, uh, the Gulf of Mexico. Is that right? Yep. Now, with this, this tent you stayed in for the first 500 miles, how did you carry this tent? I actually had all the uh, pack and supplies and everything strapped down to the front of the board. Okay. Um, this is probably sounds like a stupid question, but did you ever fall in? Um, there was one incident in Rapids up north. I had to step off the board after the fins ran into some rocks and some shallower areas. And Other than that, we didn't have any, uh, any spills. I find that incredible because I know at least where I live, I overlook the Mississippi River right here in downtown St. Paul. It's got a very strong current. Absolutely. We had, we had some difficult difficult spots along the river, but got through them and out of that. What about those little things called barges that ply the river up and down? Uh, those, those could be a challenge. I mean, some of, some of the waves they give off and different things can be, can be challenging. Surprisingly, the uh, tanker ships didn't give off uh, waves that affected um, myself as much as the uh, towboats did. All right, I know you're headed to some competitions in California. You've already set a record for stand-up paddling down, the, being the first guy to do that. I love your sort of laid-back attitude all about this. Where can folks, the great listeners, find out more information about your Mississippi uh, experience and your future uh, endeavors? It's, at, uh, it's my name. It's com, spelled A-L-E-X-L-I-N-N-E-L-L. Com. All right, I'm going to repeat that for listeners. It's Alex, A-L-E-X, all one word. His last name is Linnell, L-I-N-N-E-L-L.com. AlexLinnell.com, the first guy at age 21, a Mississippi, excuse me, a Minnesota native, to go from the mouth of the Mississippi in Lake Itasca, near the Canadian border, all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico in 70 days as a stand-up board paddler. Alex, hats off to you. Thank you very much. And he only touched the one he fell in once or had to get out. He stepped off. He didn't fall in. Amazing. Stick around. Deals of the Week coming up next. Don't go away. You're in Rudy Max's World. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. 
Welcome back to Rudy Max's World, 52 minutes after the hour. Ever wonder which European country has the most dog breeds? Maybe you're a dog fancier. Uh, well, it's England with 45 breeds of dogs that originated in that country. Spain was not far behind nipping at their tail with 40 breeds. France, 32. Sweden, 17. Belgium and Holland were at the bottom with a tie of nine. Now, some of these breeds are now uh, extinct. Okay, there you go. I know you were wondering about that. Hey, we didn't do deals of the week last hour because we uh, decided to have Patrick Smith on to talk about the legacy of 9-11 uh, to a commercial pilot. So uh, let me try to get as many as I can in here this hour. Cue it. Hit it, Jeff. Yeah, there's that. We spent a million bucks on that, I think, at least. Air, quickie, Air New Zealand. Air New Zealand's got some deals. If you book by the 20th of September and travel between, well, let me give you the travel dates in a minute. Let me tell you what the deal is. $998 round trip between either San Francisco and L.A. and Auckland, the capital of New Zealand and the biggest city in that country. Go to airnewzealand.com. You're going to have to add another $100 or so for taxes and security fees, so... Figure $1,100 for your trip, but still a very good price. Book by 20th, the 20th of September, and here are the travel dates. There are two different times. Between October 23rd and November 22nd, and between February 15th of next year and March 12th. So you've got uh, just about a month for both of those windows. October 23rd to November 22nd, February 15th to March 12th. About $1,000, $1,100 round trip from the West Coast, a little more from other cities uh, to New Zealand. Go to airnewzealand.com. Uh, Sheraton has uh, been uh, polishing up one of its brands called Four Points by Sheraton. Uh, spent a, oh, I don't know, tens of millions of dollars sort of uh, burnishing up the image. Uh, uh, actually, they say they spent $1 billion rejuvenating the brand. Well, that's a serious investment. And uh, so now, through December 31st, you're going to get what they call Four for Free. It's a promotion called Four for Free. When you check in uh, to a Four Points by Sheridan, you will find free Wi-Fi in the lobby. You'll have free Internet in your guest rooms. Well, I should certainly hope so. You'll get free bottled water daily, a full American breakfast for every night you stay, and an appetizer in every room. Well, there you go. Four Points by Sheridan. It's called Four for Free. You don't have to remember a code or anything uh, like that. Uh, for the upscale getaway, you might want to consider the L'Auberge Carmel in Carmel, California. They're offering a 30% off rack rate deal if you book by September uh, 30th. Um, this is not a bad uh, deal. This is a very uh, luxe resort. Um, they're offering this deal during midweek in October. And in addition to your uh, luxury accommodations, uh, you will have a harvest welcome amenity, whatever that is, and a uh, signature breakfast. This uh, L'Auberge Carmel is the name of the hotel. It also has a restaurant. It's part of the Relais and Chateau Association. Uh, always great places, Relais and Chateau properties. Very, very good. You can uh, find out more information at L'AubergeCarmel, C-A-R-M-E-L, dot uh, com. And then if you're sort of more Caribbean inclined, uh, this is a private, uh, very private or let's say secluded island called this, called Scrub Island in the Caribbean. Um, it's been named one of the best secret islands on earth by travel and leisure. It's in the British Virgin Islands. And the Scrub Island Resort and Spa is offering a deal on stays through December 20th. 40% off regular rates. Rates begin at $2.99 a night based on double occupancy. That's before uh, taxes and fees. Uh, so if you're interested in a little Caribbean getaway, check out the Scrub Island Resort Spa and Marina in the British Virgin Islands. Uh, there are some blackout dates. You can find more details at scrubisland.com. 
MSCyachts.com. Maybe you'd like to go sailing around the Mediterranean. MSC uh, Yachts has a deal. They've got two ships in the Mediterranean. One is called the Splendida, and one is called the Fantasia. And they're offering this deal. If you book a standard balcony suite by October 31st, you're going to receive an upgrade to what's called their Yacht Club suite on select seven-night sailing through March of next year. That can be a savings of about $4,000 per suite. Rates begin at about $1,800 per person. Uh, and fees and taxes are a little extra. Both ships cruise the Mediterranean. Talk to your local travel agent and ask for the MSC Upscale Upgrade offer. Or maybe you'd like to take a Greek Greek cruise through the Aegean Sea. Well, prices start at uh, $1,050 per person through October 15th, uh, $990 per person uh, from October 31st. And this is being uh, brought to you by uh, tourcrafters.com. Go to tourcrafters.com. You'll spend two nights, two nights in Athens, and then you'll go to the Athens port town of uh, Piraeus, and spend four nights on board a ship. Uh, these cruises begin every Saturday from uh, Piraeus. Uh, the ship will call on Mykonos, Patmos, Rhodes, and uh, Santorini, among other islands. Great way to see the Greek islands. Now, what's interesting is this offer from Tourcrafters doesn't say on the website what ship you'll be on. So I would have a little chit-chat with Tourcrafters and uh, ask them what kind of ship, uh, ship you'll be on, read some reviews of the ship, and see if it fits your lifestyle. Okay, there you go, about five or six quick deals of the week for this week. Wow, what a! it's been a very fast two hours. I say that uh, from time to time. This time I really mean it. It's a very serious weekend, given that we're, we're uh, honoring the... Uh, 10th anniversary of 9-11 and uh, the tragedies that hit so many families and so many uh, people's lives uh, that weekend. At the same time, I celebrate the fact that uh, travel survived. Um, the United States survived stronger than ever, I think. Uh, I wish you a peaceful weekend. I hope we do have one. And I want to thank Anna Schofield, my executive producer, and Jeff Ryder, my engineer, for helping bring you Rudy Max's world today. Travel safely. See you next weekend. listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.